This is John Martinka, and this is one in a series of audio podcasts with people in the M&A industry, as well as business owners and operators. And my guest today, I'm very fortunate to have, is Brian Quint. Brian is the former third-generation owner of Aquaquip. He is now senior vice president running Aquaquip for Leslie's, the largest business-to-consumer pull and spa retailer in the world. Uh, the company he sold to a couple years ago, and they do both brick and mortar as well as online. So thank you for being here, Brian. A pleasure, John. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell me what you've seen running a B2C business over the course of 2020. What surprised you, et cetera? Um, I guess I, I mean, I'd like to tell you that we're, that we're very strategic and we do a lot of planning and contingency planning and I'd like to tell you that we had we had uh, a pandemic uh, contingency plan in place, uh, and and therefore um, uh, executed flawlessly on it. However, I don't know of anybody that had a, a plan in place for what uh, came upon us. So I'd say that um, early on, when things started to sort of um, uh, come to a halt, early early March, uh, our business like everybody's business was paralyzed because we just didn't know how to operate in this environment and employees and customers alike didn't know how to uh, behave uh, both for their own safety and security uh, uh, in addition to how um, uh, state and federal government uh, uh, asked us to uh, constrict our activities. So um, it took us uh, two or three weeks to sort of um, stabilize. And then in reality, our business, the sale of pool, hot tubs, swim spa, sauna, and fireplace products, primarily geared towards residential homeowners, um, those products um, fit, uh, those tended to be very positive business categories to be in during COVID. Uh, and it became uh, incredibly intense uh, uh, to the point where we, uh, we were able to stay open because of the sale of chemicals and disinfectants for existing pools and hot tubs. We did not have to shut down. We didn't lay anybody off. All our people were given the opportunity to work full time if they felt safe. And we didn't have to quite honestly apply for any PPP money. So um, after about 30 days of adjusting to sort of what was happening, we quickly pivoted um, and of course adjusted the way that our customers um, can buy from us. Uh, uh, order online, pick up in store, order over the phone, let us deliver. And, uh, and this notion of doing virtual sales presentations um, on hot tubs, swim spas, uh, and saunas and things like that, we were able to pivot very quickly. And at one point in the in spring, April, May, 70% of the hot tubs that we were selling, um, we were selling to customers that we never met personally. Um, they, uh, we set up uh, virtual presentations and it, and it went really well. And so um, we were surprised at how quickly uh, customers uh, accepted changes in the way they do business with us and we were pleased with our ability to pivot so quickly to meet those various ways to interact with the customer 
Okay. Uh, you mentioned your employees and keeping them working full time. What, what did you have to do to improve safety? Uh, was there cost to that? Uh, you know, there were costs. I mean, uh, sanitizing stores, having them sprayed and disinfected, um, uh, spraying and disinfecting vehicles, uh, PPE for the staff, signage in stores, limiting the number of uh, customers in the stores, responding to employees who were concerned about their health and safety of their own or their loved ones. Um, uh, <coughs> excuse me, there were all kinds of hard costs and soft costs incurred. I can't say that we've aggregated those costs. Um, we also did for uh, people that interface directly with customers, uh, had a, uh, a short timeline, I think it was 90 days of sort of hero pay. So we did additions to hourly to, to encourage them and thank them for being on the front line uh, during that difficult time. But to aggregate the cost of doing business, uh, we have not done, but it was a significant financial cost. Um, but luckily it was offset in our business by a rather significant increase in demand for our products and services. And did that increase demand, uh, what were our product delays in getting them to the customers? Um, we saw not just Aquaquip, but as an industry, as a hot tub industry, we saw a 100% increase in demand uh, over previous years. So business overnight virtually doubled. That was combined with uh, the factories in Mexico, in California, in Michigan, uh, being shut down because of COVID. And so um, uh, factories were shut down for as long as 60 days. And then you combine a 60 day shutdown at the factories with a 100% increase in business. And so what happened is we started selling hot tubs that had forecast that have forecasted delivery dates of the middle to end of 2021. So things have stabilized a bit now, but we peaked at about 30 week lead time for hot tubs and longer for swim spas. Swimming pools, customers were shopping for swimming pools. Some of those pools we and other members of the industry will not be building until 2022. So once the, su the suppliers started opening their factories up again, then there was the problem with the inability to get components and parts. So they had to socially distance in factories, which meant it cost them production rates uh, on top of parts and accessories and components were not arriving. So they were building product, but not being able to finish product. Uh, we went several months without hot tub covers because hot tub cover manufacturers operations got diverted to making PPE. Uh, and so all in all, it pushed lead times out to what, what to, to like I say, over 30 weeks. We still have not stabilized. Um, we haven't gotten any shorter. Luckily our manufacturer Jacuzzi has spent a tremendous amount of money in scaling production. And so they saw investment in their infrastructure to probably will pay off because they're going to get their lead times down shorter 
sooner than anybody else. And that should lead to enhanced market share in the hot tub category. But right now, again, and short of someone canceling and a hot tub being available in the relatively short term, if you were to walk into our store or buy virtually today, we're quoting delivery dates of June, July, August of next year. So, and customers are willing to wait um, because it's not just our business, it's every hot tub company, it's the RV industry, it's mm -hmm. the bike industry, it's um, the boat industry, it's anything that um, is sort of personal home related. Well, I am glad I got my jacuzzi hot tub in my backyard with a cover a couple years ago. I don't As have am I, word. John. As am I. Thank you. So, uh, Brian, you're a well-respected business person here in the greater Seattle area. Uh, what would your advice be to other owners, operators, as we go through this? Um, I think you have to be, I mean, really, the, the biggest challenge that we felt was the case with COVID was your team, protecting your team, because really it's your people that allowed you, uh, the business to stay open, allowed the business to even be in existence. And so uh, we had to really sort of be flexible in what, uh, in accommodating how people wanted to work. Obviously, if you're, if you're a service tech, you have to be in the field. You can't do that work virtually, even though we are now, we have a couple of service techs that weren't able to go into the field and we're now able to uh, use them to do virtual service appointments, something that historically we never did. So be flexible with your people. Think creatively about the way to do business with your customers. Um, um, what's the way your customer wants to access your business and really work hard to, to cater to, to those means of doing business rather than what's convenient for you. Uh, recognize that a lot of the things that we're doing differently today are gonna stick post COVID. And so um, virtual presentations, order online, pick up in store, these are all new things uh, that are gonna stick. These are gonna be new avenues for us to um, uh, service the customer. Um, and, um, um, and I think, um, uh, two other things. This is when those long-term relationships with your supplier partners uh, really um, come in. The, uh, uh, the loyalty we have shown to our vendors over the years has paid off when we were at a time when we needed product and there were other people that could get it that we were able to get because of the long-term relationships and loyalties we've had with our suppliers. And then lastly, buy local, shop local. Every, um, think of... Um, Think about all the business you're doing and, the, and, and think about all the businesses uh, in our community that, are, that clearly are not as fortunate as ours, that are struggling desperately and work really hard to keep the, spend those payable dollars local uh, because it really is going to come around and support our local economy over time. Brian, I thank you. Great insights. And I appreciate your doing this. A pleasure, John. A pleasure. Be well to you. Happy holidays. Same to you.